0: Coming live from Miami, Florida, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Edwin Carrion, entrepreneur, investor, and mentor, and We'll be talking about how you can determine the difference between a good deal and a bad deal. And he's the best person to tell us about this. He's the master for today. Welcome to the show, Edwin.
1: Hey, Jay. Thank you for having me here. And to everyone listening live, good evening. To the ones that are going to listen after the show is over, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to this amazing new show that we're going to bring a lot of value to you. And you're going to learn From someone that is in another country, meaning that it's going to bring a different set of uh, rules, the different set of way of doing things so you could implement that into your life and into your business.
0: Right, Edwin. Right. So for, for the audience, you know, you have founded several multimillion dollar companies that specialize in real estate development, transportation and logistics, investment and business education and consulting. And coming from, you know, you were born in Ecuador, and now you are a top man in the U.S. So tell us about this, because obviously you were not born very rich. You had to do everything by yourself. And, you know, a lot of people in India are trying to do things by themselves, either through their small business, either through an MSMA, either through a consulting work, Everywhere they are trying to grow. And you know, for big companies, they can make mistakes. They have deep pockets. They can take a wrong decision and move on. But small businesses, uh, small uh, small entrepreneurs, they do not have that comfort. So we'll tra- try to understand from your learnings. Firstly, how to build a business and businesses slowly, slowly. And then how within this whole process, how to spot the difference between a good deal and a bad deal so that they can move forward and not backwards. So I've asked several things at the same time so that, Edwin, you can answer them at your own pace. Over to you.
1: Okay. Hey, Jay, and to everyone listening out there, you know, the most important thing here is that, like you said a minute ago, everyone is learning because not everyone comes from wealth. And just like I didn't come from wealth, and a lot of your listeners that you mentioned in India are starting from the ground up, that is where success, success starts, taking action, taking the first step into changing your life. But when you decide to take that action, when you decide to take that step into the entrepreneurship world, you need to understand that just like life, business is not easy. And you put up an example that, yes, big corporations have deep packets and they can make big mistakes. The difference between a big corporation that has deep packets and they make a huge mistake but they continue moving forward is because their vision is great. And their vision is that they need to continue moving forward no matter what. So if you implement that into your business, that, yes, if you make a mistake and it impacts you greatly, you need to continue moving forward because everything is relative. So, for an entrepreneur that's starting a business, a mistake that is worth a thousand dollars equals to a big company, a mistake that is worth a million dollars. Everything is relative, but the mistake could be the same. The outcome is what do you do after you make that mistake? So, are you gonna stop moving forward on the business because of that mistake? Or are you going to follow the principles that the big companies do and continue moving forward? And it goes back into changing our mindset, changing our limiting beliefs. And it all starts within that if we start changing our mindset and stop being the victim. And we said, we're getting into this journey. I know it's going to be hard. I know I need to keep moving forward. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then from there, do what big corporations do and hire the right talent. And what I mean hire the right talent is not hire additional employees into your small business. It's hire the right mentor that is at the pace or the level that you want to get to. Because what is going to happen is going to cut the learning curve and it's going to take you there faster. Can you do it on your own without a mentor? Yes, definitely. We could all do it on our own without a mentor. But today... Because of technology, because of everything, we have so much access to great people around the world. Look, I'm in the United States, and now I'm speaking to an audience in India. You know, because of technology. If it wasn't because of technology, I'll be speaking to everyone in the US, and you will not have the opportunity to listen to someone like me right now. So take advantage of that technology, find the right mentor, so you're able to keep the learning curve, and you don't make those big mistakes. Yes, you are going to make mistakes, but the mistakes are going to be less. But the path to success is going to be a lot faster.
0: Right. Right, Edwin. The first important thing, you know, any in any business is or anything that one does in life is to have that vision. And also, as you mentioned, not to play a victim or feel like a victim in whatever circumstances you are in. For example, you were born in Ecuador and you're uh, raised by a single mother and very humble home. And then you migrated to the U.S. and you became an entrepreneur just 14 years. How did that thing, you know, develop in your mind? Because anybody can just think that, listen, I have not such a great background. A lot of people can think do think like that and that I need to be just. That is my fate. I will be like this for a long, long time. To The thought that you want to change it it got reflected in your being an entrepreneur. And then you went to the U.S. Marines. You became a part of it. were there for several years. And then again you went into business and built several businesses. So what was it that spurred you towards entrepreneurship even though when... You are spending time with the U.S. Uh, U.S. Marines.
1: How yes.
0: does so that people can understand how to take those gradual steps towards entrepreneurship? Even because you started at the age of fourteen.
1: Yes, and and uh, the most important thing is that a lot of us share the same background, the same story. If we kind of like start thinking about it, raised by a single mother, meaning that. I come from a broken family, right? So if we go back and think about it. Do, do I come from a broken family? So he's not better than me, right? Because I relate to him in that sense. Um, he migrated from a third world country. Okay, do I live in a third world country? Yes. Okay, we relate, right? So we could all have the same level of success, but there's one thing that we need in, in order to have that. And that is to have the want. And not only have the want, but have the need in our life to become successful. And because when we want something, we really don't pursue it because it's just a want, right? So, but when we want, when we have a need, it's like, I need to have this in my life. So it's changing the needs for the wants. So it's not, do I want to be an entrepreneur or do I need to be an entrepreneur? Do I want to be successful Or do I need to be successful? And that's why that is the huge difference between achieving that, achieving that goal. Because I hear a lot of young entrepreneurs and they tell me, oh, Edwin, I want to have a million dollar business. I'm like, "Okay, no wonder you've been doing this for three years and you haven't achieved that because you just want it. But your want is not big enough. To me, I had a need. To me, it was a need to become successful. It was a need to fulfill my dream. It was a need to become great in order for me to be able to impact other people around me, in order for me to be able to show people that it could be done, that no matter what my circumstances are and no matter what everybody's circumstances are, you can achieve success.
0: Right, right, Edwin. So... Tell me one thing. You did not have a, a formal understanding of ownership, meaning that you did not have a family business. Then no. you were part of the U.S. Marines. And then you came out of that and you established several businesses. Now, even for one single business, you a lot of people are there who have got those MBA degrees and a lot of other education to guide them. When you came out of that, you did not have that sort of a great uh, formal education about business. But then you did not just go in one business, but several businesses. What was the thing that guided you? Because you need to take right decisions. How do you make the right calls? How did you make the right calls, especially in a sector like real estate development? You can go wrong. There can be so many other issues that that can crop up. But what was the thing that guided you? What is it that others can learn about differentiating between the right deals and the wrong deals? What should be they careful about? Should they rely on intuition? Should they rely on common knowledge? Should they rely on MBA books? Should they rely on what top analysts are saying? What should be their guiding force that can help them take, you know, crucial decisions.
1: Yes. And, and let me start by saying that you're right. I didn't have the formal education or the MBA when I started in business. And, and to those of you that have that formal education, to those of you that have the formal business, you have the knowledge and people always say knowledge is power, but, That is not true. Applied knowledge is power. So if you have those MBAs, if you have that education, apply that knowledge into your life. So that becomes the power. Because if not, then you have to go the other route. And it's like me, that I didn't have that knowledge and I had to learn my way through by making a lot of mistakes while I was growing into my business. And when you asked about how did I choose the business, it goes deeper than that. And it goes into having faith. And to me, having faith in God has been my number one thing in my life. And I know uh, the Indian culture is huge into faith, right? Because we're huge into belief. So meaning is having faith in your God, having that belief, that strong belief that he's going to give you the abundance that you, you your heart desires. So that's number one. But number two, within the faith is having the faith in yourself, having the faith in you. And that's what a lot of us lack because we say we have the faith in our God and we live in our God, but we lack the faith in ourselves. And when we really think about how did God made us, he made us on its image of him, right? So it made us perfect. It made us amazing. So if he made us that way, why don't we look ourselves in that way? And the moment that we start looking ourselves in that way, amazing, perfect, that we could accomplish anything we set our minds to, then things will start coming your way. And when you have that faith, the right opportunities starts, They start coming to you. And is listening to what you, like you said, your gut feeling and taking the risk, taking the risk into doing something. Because when you look at you, around you and you think of any type of business you think about. So let's put an example here. When you think about a car washing business, you have a guy that is struggling, carrying a bucket and a little brush and trying to wash cars. And really, it's not making money. But then you have around the corner the guy that owns 20 car wash companies and has hundreds of employees and washing luxury exotic cars. And that's for any type of business. You have the guy that owns a little tiny grocery store that is selling uh, sugar or selling rice here and is barely making ends meet. But then you have the guy that sells, distributes the sugar and the rice to hundreds of salespeople around the, the country and is making millions a year, right? So if you really think about any type of business there's, a business, there's someone that is making it and someone that is struggling. And the big difference between those two is the faith and the action that they take.
0: Right. Okay, let me ask you it this way. What were the bigger mistakes, big mistakes that you made yourself uh, when you were just starting out. So that from that, people can learn.
1: Yeah, b- biggest mistakes goes back into one, not really seeing the value into a mentor and hiring a mentor early on in my career. Because that mentor really saved me from going bankrupt. A uh, huge mistake that I made was making a lot of money and going bankrupt, meaning making millions of dollars and then losing everything all at once. But the good thing about that, to me, I always say that was my biggest blessing. And the reason it was my biggest blessing, because I realized that I was chasing the wrong dream. I was focused on the money. And the moment that we focus on the money, we tend to forget about everything else in our lives. And it's how do we want to live our life? What is it that is important to us? And we start focusing into what's important in the lives. How do we want to live our life? How do we want to see our life? Then everything else comes into place and abundance starts to come in.
0: Right, right, Edwin. Now, uh, let us look at... Let
1: Uh, let me see. see. Uh,
0: No problem, no problem. It, It makes you know, it feels good that, you know, this is what podcasts are all about. You don't have to be, you know, straight jacketed and all those formal things. We can still be ourselves and we can still be talking about good things while being ourselves, while being with our family. So there is no problem at all. I I believe in this sort of discussions. And I also see that those old world ways of doing interviews that has also changed in the other bigger channels also people are fine means i've seen for several years interviews being very se- done very seriously it does not work let's all be human and talk right. like human and that's the and, best thing and
1: that's the way to live life hey yes. be who you yes. are don't project to be someone Perfect. that you're not there is yes. no perfection there is no right. perfection
0: right right okay so that's perfectly all right so edwin uh, talking about your early Uh, understanding of business, two things I wanted to understand here was that you being from the uh, United States Marines, you always say that you believe in the three main core values that you gain from there, courage, commitment, and honor. And look at the today's business scene. Do you think if you were able to carry on with these three things, and now you are in the corporate you, corporate America, you see how things are panning out in business and it's a global world now. How easy or difficult is it in today's time to stick by honor, courage and commitment and still do good business? Why I'm asking is that a lot of people would like to understand in today's time when many companies just believe in bottom lines and you know, profitability, and especially during this slowdown times, how do you manage these issues of honor, courage, and commitment amidst the things, amidst the present world that we are living in, and still grow, still grow the way you want to for yourself?
1: Right. Um, so w- one of the things, we do live in hard times, and we li- we do live in a world nowadays that people have lost a lot of their values but that doesn't mean everyone has lost their values there's still a lot of people in this world that have those values that have that the word means a lot that they live honorable that they that the world means everything that they have they're committed to doing things the right way and the one thing that i learned through many many years in business and many different multiple industries is that nowadays if I stick to my values, to my core values, faith, honor, courage, commitment, servitude, if I stick to those and I only work with people that share my same values and beliefs, there is abundance in the world of that. The right people are going to come because I'd rather not do business with somebody that doesn't share my values because the moment that I walk away from that, My God is gonna bring me 20 more people that share my values and want to work with me because of that. And and people value that. Sometimes we think because we want an extra dollar here and there, we put away our values. But then you have to think about am I gonna sleep good at night when I go home? Is are my kids gonna be proud of what I'm doing because I'm doing the wrong thing? Am I being a good example to my wife? Am I being a good role model to my kids? to my family, to my peers, to my employees. So the moment that we really stick to what is important in our life, like I mentioned a minute ago, abundance starts to come in. So if you want abundance in your life, stick to what your values and your beliefs are.
0: Right. Right, Edwin. Well said. Well said. But then tell me one thing. Should these values also you must use while evaluating the deals that come in front of you?
1: Yes, definitely. Yes, for sure. I do not do business. I do not do business or I do not get into a business if it's not within my values. So, just to give you an example, in the real estate market, right? So, uh, in the real estate market, if I'm going to do something commercial, I'm not going to get into and buy a strip club because it's not within my values. I'm not going to go buy a liquor store because it doesn't fall within my values. So what falls within my values? What do I want my kids to see? And if it falls within my values, it's going to be a good deal for me. So how do I evaluate a good, a good deal versus a bad deal? Does it fall within my values? Is it accomplishing the goal that I want to accomplish? Is it doing the things that I want it to do? Is it serving its purpose?
0: Right. Okay. Now, tell me one thing. You are also a proponent of creating multiple income streams. Yes. The times we are in. But a lot of people say that if you have plan B, plan C, plan D, then you won't focus on plan A. How does it work in today's time for a person who is starting out? Whether he should think of other plans at the same time? And how will he be focused on just plan A? Sometime back, a lot, everybody used to say, there is just one plan, no going back, and that's it. So we'll be able to, how do they balance this in their lives today?
1: Okay, and it's a good thing you mentioned this because in my book, Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business, I talk about that. There is no plan B. There's only plan A, right? But having multiple sources of income Having multiple streams of income doesn't mean that you have a plan B or plan C, right? It doesn't mean that. You need to be diversified because times, just like life is and the economy works, that i see ups and downs, businesses have cycles as well. So within those cycles, if we are diversified, we know that, When there's a good cycle, one business is going to give us more than another one. And when the cycle comes turned around, another business is going to give us a better outcome than the other one, right? So we need to be diversified. And every single one of those businesses have to have a plan A. So it's not that this other business is my plan B and this other business is my plan C. It's everything has a plan A. And having multiple sources of income is a way of diversifying the way that we do things, but before we get to that point, before we start having multiple businesses, I, I didn't start having multiple businesses. I focus on one thing and one thing only. And when that business is successful, it's running without me; that it only needs my attention maybe a few hours per week. That's when I go look into the next business. But the, you know, to go more into depth about this, to go more detail about this. What I have done is that I have figured out what each of my businesses, what purpose do each one of them serve? And in life, there's four purposes that we need to have. And the four purposes that we need to have is one business has to create the cash flow. So for me, my transportation company is my cash flow vehicle. Is the business that gives me my constant weekly paycheck, my constant weekly money, to pay for all my expenses. Then I have my real estate development company that is my wealth creation vehicle. That's the business that creates my wealth, that it continues increasing my wealth so I could have that generational wealth, right? And then my third business is my passive income business, meaning that on the hard-earned money that I do on my cash flow business. And my wealth creation business, I take that money and I put it on my third business. And that gives me passive income because I don't want to always work for my money. I want somebody else to work hard with my money and let me live passively. So my third vehicle is passive income. And then we go on to the last one. Once we become successful financially, we become financially free. What is it that we need to do in our life? And what we need to do in our life is pass on that knowledge in order for other people to continue being successful. So to me, on my last business is my God-given talent, which is to share my knowledge, share my experience, and help people become successful, help people scale their businesses, help people become real estate developers so they increase their wealth, teach people how to become successful and how to grow their business from startup to millions. you know, when you pass a knowledge and they apply that knowledge, like I said a minute ago, that becomes powerful because I know that that one creates a legacy because the moment that I show you something and I teach you how to become successful and you become successful, you're going to teach somebody else how to do the same.
0: Right, Edwin. Well well said. You know, cash flow, wealth creation, passive income, and then the fourth one. It's great. That's 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 good insight and understanding for a lot of people not talking about because you mentioned your book i would have otherwise asked you about nine secrets for a successful life and business what are the other things that you have talked about that people can understand and where do they get this book if they want to get hold of this book
1: to get this book just go to my website edwincarion.com and you could have a free download there's a free ebook for now still free we're promoting it and it's free. So take advantage. You're on the AJ show. Thank him for having a, uh, access to this free book and go on my website and download the book. But a second thing with that is, again, if you're looking to getting started in business, if you're looking, if you're a young entrepreneur, don't have money, need to figure out a way, find a business that is recession-proof. Find the business, especially now that we're into a recession, find a business that is going to survive a recession, that is going to create wealth while you're in a recession. And that's why I created and I wrote my other book, which is Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer, which on that book, I teach everything that I did in order to go from bankruptcy to millionaire, once again, buying and selling precious metals. And in India, it's a huge market for gold. You guys love gold so much that... When we go into recession and somebody learns the secrets here of how to buy and sell precious metals, they could become very wealthy very fast and continue creating wealth once we get into a good recession. So I created the book, I created the program, and this one, you can find it in pretty much most uh, book retails, Amazon, uh, all the major ones, and go to millionairegoldbuyer.com if you want to learn about the program on that.
0: Right. Right. Great. That's 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 a great way of showing it to our, our audience, uh, Edwin. Now, after, you know, you have a business and everything else, people at the same time are talking about work-life balance. And then they say, oh, you know, this is what one should do uh, in your free time. I do this. What do you do? So what is your understanding of free time when you are having your hands in several businesses and doing so many things. So, and and if whatever your free time you have, how do you spend that free time? What should, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, they should look at their free time as?
1: Free time. Uh, have a balance in life and set boundaries. That's how I have my free time. I set my boundaries, meaning that whatever I want to do in my life, there has to be boundaries. And because if I don't have set those boundaries, I'm not going to have a balance in my life. I'm going to either work too much, party too much, spend too much time with my family. So I need to set those boundaries. So there's a balance in my life and there's a balance across all aspects of my life. And that's how you start living a successful life. That's how you start living life to the fullest.
0: Right, right. Then, you know, but people are a lot worried about productivity. Many people are not happy with the 24 hours that they have got and they are still, uh, you know, so much of left on their to-do list. They want to just manage. And in spite of so many automated automation technologies and all that apps and everything, uh, it it becomes difficult. It becomes overwhelming for a quite number of people. And that is a very difficult thing. Time management is a difficult thing.
1: Yes, and and again, look, the moment that we... I'm sorry, the moment that we set those boundaries and we're limited to time, we start to become more productive. Because I could come to my office and sit for eight hours and do, don't do one thing the whole day, and so maybe just do one or two things. But if I know that I only have two hours to sit in my office because I have other things to do, I'm going to be so productive that I'll probably get 20 things done on those two hours. Right,
0: right. Then how does one, you know, you are a big proponent of simplifying. Productivity and getting more done. How, should one, how can one get done like this? What is simplifying productivity?
1: Focus on the items that are going to make you money. Focus on the items that are not going to waste your time. There's, and delegate everything else. Again, to me, one of the biggest things is delegate. Don't, I don't do the things that I don't want to do. I delegate them. I do the things that I want to do and the things that are going to continue moving my business forward.
0: Right. And so, how does one plan the day? This is my last question. How does one plan their day? Because when you wake up, you got your phone, you got your notifications, you got your demands of the clients, your demands of the business. So, how do you plan your day? How do you plan your day so that people can learn from that?
1: Well, very simple. How do I plan my business day? Let me talk about my business day because my day is different, right? Uh, how do I plan my day? First thing I do when I come into my office and I sit on my desk, take out my tablet and write down my to-do list. What are the things that I need to do today that I need to accomplish? And then from there, I start working on the ones that are important. And on the ones that I don't get to to go today, it's okay. I don't get to them today. I'll put them on my next day to-do list. Simple as that.
0: Okay. Beyond that, Beyond that, people should not stress their mind because – a lot of people maintain several calendars at the same time. Then they uh, automate it with several other things. And then you automate with the notifications. And at the end of it, even I maintain a diary, you know, like like the one you showed. And that is, yeah. I think, it's very helpful to me. I can easily yeah. see it and I can e- e- easily, you know, tick it that I've done okay. it or
1: not. Done. You check it off and you're done.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful, Edwin. You have put it. Very well. And you are a mentor, an investor, an entrepreneur. So uh, a lot of people would want to connect with you. How do they do that? How do they know more about you? How do do they connect with you? Either for your guidance, your mentorship, by studying about you and people who want to do perhaps business with you.
1: Uh, The best way to find me is through all my social media channels. Edwin Carrion 78. And if you can't remember the 78, just remember edwincarion.com. Go to my website. The link to all my social media channels are there. Ask questions. Reach out to me. Uh, I'm just another person just like you. You can reach out to me. I will respond. Guaranteed. And the last thing that I want to leave you with today is that if you do not know where you're going, you will eventually get there. So put a plan together in place.
0: Right, right. You will eventually get there and telling others they will get where they want to go. What about you? You have achieved so much coming, uh, you know, as from Ecuador to the U.S., setting so much of business and telling and knowing and helping so much. Now, where do you want to go from here? What is your next destination?
1: My next destination is continue impacting people's lives. Try to impact at least a million people within the next three years and change their lives. Let them understand that having faith in your life, you can't live a fulfilled life. You can't live your life to the fullest and you can't have the abundance that you want in your life, not only financially, but in all aspects of your life.
0: And have you ever felt like a victim anytime in your life when you had... Less number of things or coming from a humble background or amount of problems you had to face. You went, went bankrupt a couple of times and there were certain difficulties you faced. Have you ever felt despondent? Have you felt a victim ever in life? Did you regret oh, well, a life?
1: Yes, yes, yes. But the one thing that I learned is that if I live my life as the victim, I'm never going to move forward. So continue moving forward because what happened happened and there's nothing that I could do about it and embrace that into my life, and use that as a learning lesson to continue moving forward.
0: Continue moving forward. Thank you so much, Edwin, for coming on to the show. With these words, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much indeed.
1: Thank you for having me, AJ. Have a beautiful day. And to everyone out there, beautiful day.